What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Black Pill Podcast, where Black Pill, Black creators are faced with a dose of reality. I am your host, OBJ, and I have a special guest with me tonight. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Esther. Hey, t- hey, Esther. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. So I'm the founder and creative director of You Have Great Taste, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a self-care e-commerce gift shop brand that basically just creates all of your essentials and brings it to your house, to your doorstep. Hey, dope, dope, dope. So yeah, today's Black Pill topic is about identity. And I want to kind of discuss more about how identity is kind of impacted from an internal standpoint and also from an external standpoint, especially how it is from like, you know, modern society and how things are nowadays, you know, like, you know, with COVID, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of like news that's been happening, you know, uh, just a lot of things that's been happening around the world and how we kind of like maintain our identity or how we're still trying to go through the journey of like experiencing who we are, you know, with the, whether the effects of it being eternal or just outside influences, whether it's family, friends, society, things of that nature. Um, How would you describe like, your identity like would you feel that um you're still going through that journey of just trying to discover more about yourself or do you feel like at this point in your life you're really confident in who you are and like the things that are going in your your, your your like your direction and things like that um i would say that maybe the halfway point of both of those so i would say that i'm still evolving and learning more about myself yeah. but i am pretty confident in who i am in this present moment okay. so i'm evolving in the sense of like i am trying to be better trying to grow as a person as a human yeah um but in this present moment i definitely know the things that i care about what i like what i dislike what i am about in general okay um, okay okay yeah. and then like just to give like a little bit more uh, context of who you are and stuff because i feel like you know a lot of times you know society or just people that were around will like kind of like you know paint this picture or this prejudice kind of thought of this like who we are but like people don't really know us unless you know really ask so we just kind of dive into those conversations where mm-hmm. we're just like yo like this is what i do this is what i like this is my habits my interests and things mm-hmm. of that nature so I'm going to start off like kind of like taking it back, you know what I'm saying? You know, from your like your childhood days and things Mm -hmm. of that nature and how you was raised in your household. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was the things that you experienced growing up as far as like people like name calling you or just, you know, or they just have this thought of like, oh, this is Esther. But like that wasn't really you. You know what I'm saying? So what was that like for you as a child growing up or being around certain kids and then just like they probably name called you or, you know, this that they thought you was this way when you was that way, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I in general, I think people until you are very clear publicly about who you are, in general, people's idea of who you are is never going to like match up to who you actually are. Mm-hmm. So obviously from childhood, um, you don't really know who you are. You kind of just are taking in what your family members are dispensing to you. You're kind mm-hmm. of just maneuvering life, seeing, observing, and yeah. then you're kind of like formulating things. But you're not really thinking about, hey, I'm this person at five years old. Yeah. Um, but I know for sure when I was younger, I definitely didn't get teased or um, bullied at all, honestly. That's good. That's not my experience. Um, But I definitely grew up in a household where perfection was like this big thing. And I think Mm. even maybe just coming from Caribbean households in general, that may be a thing. Um, Traditional Caribbean households. so yeah. And what would would be your like a background? Like just again, Uh, my parents are from Guyana, South America. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And then how, so like your relationship with your family, how was it like, you know, growing up as far as like from a younger uh, childhood standpoint of this, like, you know, because you said it was like uh, more of like a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Like, where did that stem from? Was it like your mom and father? So coming from immigrant parents, like they, my parents, they love to bring up their past and like they went through all this stuff in Guyana. And even recently, actually going back and visiting where they grew up. Yeah. I actually have seen like where they grew up and like this, the circumstances that they grew up in and like mm-hmm. how they had to like travel to school, these long distances and yeah. like just the day-to-day life that they had was a lot harder than the life that they provided for me here mm-hmm. in America. Um, so when I was younger, they always would try to instill like, hey, hard work, hard work, hard work. As I've gotten older, I've kind of evolved my mindset. Like I definitely was a hard worker and yeah. I, I still have that capabilities, but I think I'm a much smarter worker now, mm. which isn't something that they taught me per mm. se. Like they yeah. taught me hard work. And then like, I took that hard work and was like, hmm, okay, yeah. I got hard work down pat. Now, now what's the next level type shit. So it was more like a vague sense. And then you had to mm-hmm. kind of reconform it based on like your experiences and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Cause their experiences, while they're valid for where they came from and yeah. like their view of the world and like what they experienced, mm-hmm. the world is a lot different from you know, how yeah. my parents grew up and like, they're pretty, and I feel like each generation in general, the world gets more advanced and like yeah. the things that applied to one generation don't necessarily apply to the next. Mm, um, okay. So that's kind of, and growing up, like a lot of the things that they taught me about like hard work and like just doing my best in every scenario. Um, I've kind of picked out parts of their messaging and then mm. like applied it in the way that I felt was absolutely necessary okay. for my scenario, I guess. Okay. And then like, cause you mm. said you're from Guyana, right? And, mm-hmm. um, was you, was you born or you was born here? I'm American. Yeah. My okay. parents are from Guyana. Okay. <laughs> and, um, what, did you have like any like religious or belief like system growing mm. up? What, what was that like? If you feel yeah. Like so my parents are very strict Christians. They're from this a specific denomination that is similar to Jewish people, but also similar to the Baptist community. Okay. It's kind of like that blend between those Christian denominations, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so their idea of they're a little more closed minded in terms of their idea of like right and wrong, right and wrong for them is like black and white. And it's like Mm. whatever the Bible says type shit for me, I'm a little more open-minded in the sense of, I kind of see how things that may be looked at as wrong can be right in certain scenarios. Mm. And even I've just like in just observation and also in like when I grew up in the church, just reading the Bible and like looking at different, um, conflicting areas within it so like um specifically i'm gonna just bring up one there there there's several conflicting things in the bible in my opinion but um one specific thing um the idea one of the commandments is that you shouldn't kill Mm -hmm. right that's shouldn't murder that's like a commandment um another i guess the flip side of that is god and jesus or whatever you want to call that entity entity yeah Yeah. um he uh ordered his followers to kill other people like you know so that just those two parallels in sense of hey there's these rules and it says don't kill but Mm -hmm. if this person this god this creator tells you to kill it's okay Mm -hmm. that that kind of shows that there's duality and kind of things like it's not just always black and white there's definitely gray areas in a lot of areas um so so, yeah uh Cause like, cause uh, from knowing you a little bit, you mm-hmm. you know you into science and things like that. How mm-hmm. did that came about? Like, where did it start it off, and how did it like, 
how did you stay motivated to keep going on that path of like believing in you know science and studying science and things of that hmm. nature? Okay, so I guess when I was younger, I always one just being in a Caribbean household, I think um, the perfectionism and that like striving to be the best was always yeah. like at the forefront of my mind. But then for me in school, other classes was were always really really easy, and science was the hardest class for me. And I always mm. I'm the type of person even in my day to day life now, like I literally place like roadblocks to challenge myself. Like I'll okay. I'll put things. <laughs> that like let's say I want to do something specific I'll put like a temptation specifically like I will intentionally put the temptation just to see if I can like mm. get past it so like in general I, I like a challenge so yeah. that's why I was kind of drawn to science and I'm also drawn to science because of how evolving it is like the science that my parents studied isn't honestly isn't the same science that we're the, learning what now the, what was the science that they studied compared to um yours? what do you mean you said that the start the, the, just the in terms of how much we've learned over the past years. Okay. In the sense of like other uh, other fields, let's like mm -hmm. say like English or history, like there isn't like innovation in that okay. sense. There isn't like new additional so things that you like can the learn. Gap of like what you learned from Danny. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the things okay. that my mom is like, like even just the techniques that maybe she learned in like her bio class, like yeah, we've it's different we've changed that. them. Like yeah. we've gotten better. We've gotten more efficient. We've gotten you know more better. Yeah, just better. It's like an, it's a like it's a field that I find really aligns with what I enjoy and like mm -hmm. things that I'm drawn to. So I like to evolve. I like to always better myself. I like to strive to like yeah i just like to challenge and like evolve and in what, a better way what, what, where did that kind of like competitive nature of like mm. challenge yourself stem from you know um i i would say honestly my parents like my family is really big on like leveling up mm -hmm. even from a child like we used to live in like when i was a baby almost yeah. yeah when i was baby up until like maybe elementary school almost middle school mm -hmm. we lived in the hood like i've watched my parents elevate also oh, okay. like as yeah. i've grown up i've seen my parents elevate in terms of their like professional careers and in terms of all of that side of it yeah. um so i've always kind of known that hey they provided this much for me like as yeah. we go in generations you gotta you gotta level up you always have to do more mm. you got to do better and then also just the concept of being a human on this earth is that you the the person that survives kind of the darwin theory is that you have to be able to adapt to like your changing your changing environment, environment. Yeah. yeah so i think that's another reason why i am drawn to it because i think about one my ancestors we come from slaves right yeah. black people in general so if you're here physically now mm. that means that your ancestors made it through that tough time yeah that means that they were the strongest that made it through that tough time mm, yeah so just knowing that and kind of keeping that in the forefront that hey my answers i have i have it literally innately in my blood to, yeah, yeah. to just always be better to adapt to yeah. figure it out whatever i'm in i could figure it out yeah and what would you say about like because you know this 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 phrase of like generational curses and mm -hmm. things like that and how mm -hmm. that kind of transcended and you know like all teachers trying to like pass down to like the, the newer generation things mm -hmm. like that how how did that kind of implement implement it more into your household and your family dynamic and was there some things that they taught you that applied and then stick and there was others that just didn't really stick because of things are just constantly just changing so outside of just things are constantly changing um there are definitely some things that i learned from my parents that i had to unlearn yeah. or that i'm honestly still unlearning um they 
in general, my parents are not very open-minded or emotional creatures. Mm. And I've had to learn just in like interpersonal reaction, interpersonal relationships with other people, like coworkers and all of that. I've had to learn to kind of be a little more empathetic to that. Yeah. I think my parents coming from their background, I definitely understand why they have the mindset that they do, but yeah. because I don't have, like I, because I don't have that experience of like, coming from another country and having to make your way and like just yeah. hustling that, like, I don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little more empathetic to others mm-hmm. than my parents are. So and you, I had to learn that. <laughs> so, you, so you will say like a lot of your, the external experiences, like from outside, like, you know, like other than family, like friends, mm-hmm. you know, coworkers, maybe things like that mm-hmm. kind of like help shape like that more part probably part of your identity as far as having that empathy and probably other skills and factors and yeah things of that because nature. i got to see more of the world like i yeah. you know when you're in your own little family bubble you're only seeing what your family's dealing with you're only yeah. seeing what they care about you're only seeing you're only really hearing what they talk about what you know what's on their minds yeah when you go out into the world you're kind of just more open to yeah connecting with other people and when you connect with people it's like you gotta have to have like a a barrier of entry or like a something like a, like a an fortress. olive tree or, i don't know <laughs> some some type of like connecting factor and yeah. that I, for me that is just kind of understanding like just being open to understanding somebody else's perspective yeah and so, then what would you say like more like because you said you like the challenges like, what was mm-hmm. more of the challenges as far as like you know like friends around your circles like you know that you've gained and you lost around okay. those, uh, those times and how did that kind of like affected your identity along that journey experiences like you know like like i would say example for me like there's there's times where like either when you're in, when you're involving yourself with a new friend or, or, or be, being involved in a relationship that kind of could shape your identity as far as like the emotional aspect and maybe sometimes the logical aspect of like how you deal with the person maybe their characteristics you know maybe the way they talk to you maybe the way they treat you the respect level all mm-hmm. that kind of things could kind of like say be like oh like you know this is kind of like tear me away from my identity or maybe it's helping mm-hmm. me you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying because like you know it just depends on the kind of connection you have with your friends and you yeah. know even prior prior relationships so how would you say that as far as like you know friendship relationship wise has helped maybe like grow from your identity or maybe like you probably lost some sense of it or like things of that nature um i think i've been a part of both sides but i don't necessarily blame it on the friendship I blame it on like my view of myself when I entered the friendship mm. um so yeah so I've, I've I've kind of benefited from both sides so in other yeah. scenarios or in some scenarios with friendships I don't I'm not necessarily affected by it I just kind of learn to adapt to their personality and like mm-hmm. I learn what they need I learn like okay if they're like a super jovial person or a super upbeat person yeah. and I'm not necessarily I may not need that on a certain day I won't hit them up that day yeah. like, I mean I won't reach out because yeah. I know that our energies and like where we're at frequency wise is just not there. not compatible maybe just on this day we can hang out on another day but like yeah. You know, I've learned to kind of carp- compartmentalize people in that sense. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, I've been in a relationship where I entered the relationship having pretty low self-esteem. So when I got into it, mm-hmm. it um, kind of had a ripple effect on me feeling as if I lost my identity. But then getting out of that situation, I realized that I didn't necessarily lose my identity. Mm. I just wasn't I just didn't think of myself yeah. in the way that I should have. 
going so, into it. So you say that you didn't put yourself first. You kind of like just thought of the other person, or would you say like you kind of took your identity in the backseat while trying to like figure out how this relationship was going to work? Prior to it that? wasn't triggered to a relationship. That's what I mean. It, oh, okay. I already had the low self esteem, and then I got into the relationship, and that relationship oh, kind of like highlighted okay. that. Oh, okay. And I see that. Yeah. All right. All right. So not a trigger. I don't. I don't. Yeah. And I also don't necessarily like to. Um place blame on things outside of myself for things that are like within like something like so your you, identity you like you, is you i believe that's something accountability for, like, oh for sure yeah. so like the things like because like, I, I usually like kind of like have these conversations with other friends as well mm-hmm. as that like you know certain certain situations of circumstances or even environments could shape mm-hmm. a person and i'm just like damn i can't really blame the person i just blame the environment they was raised in mm-hmm. and you know the teachings that they have from parents mm-hmm. friends or whoever. their mindset yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like you know i, I try to like that just think in perspective because I'm always a person of perspective and thought Same. of just like damn like you know like even with my father I'll just give an example mm-hmm. of an example of just like you know he's I, I would kind of deem him as like more of like a really masculine figure okay. and the more um I guess traditional right of like you know just you know like be, be a man be tough da 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 you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying alpha and then an alpha male yeah and then <laughs> Like there was also the panip- the manipulation part of him that was just like like just very narcissistic and um, mm-hmm. things like that, very controlling. So I had to like navigate and see different you know perspectives inside. Like you know, this he's growing up like you know trying to teach me being a man in the best way he can, mm-hmm. and this is also the way that he was raised. You know, like you know, uh, uh, just you know having to be a man really quickly. Yeah. You know, uh, being raised by his sister, things of that nature, and just like yo, okay, the way he's talking to me and the way he's you know addressing me is like more trauma, uh, um, bonding or tra- trauma like related mm-hmm. more than than him just being like more the masculine figure and yeah. you know trying to teach me how to guide, mm-hmm. you know how to navigate life, get a you know job and things of that nature. So I had to like you know, and also because like a lot of that times you know you being so confined in a household you know you get used to that kind of energy and things like and that then you energy. think it's normal like you think it's normal then you think it's the good norm yeah i feel like i think everyone thinks that their parents are the good norm, unless their parents are like beating them or something and even then sometimes people that have be, like the trauma response and they yeah. think that's that's love and, then they and they think that that's to the next person yeah yeah so and so so uh, other than that, like, I, I want to say more of like, because I'm trying to like go through the like ladder effect of how you mm-hmm. was raised. So from mm-hmm. childhood, you said that you didn't really have anybody like pick on you or call you names, no. things like that. So how was your experiences like from like middle school, high school, you know, or even transitioning to college, you know, in that order? Mm-hmm. Um, Middle school and high school, I... That was actually one of the times, at least in high school specifically, that was the relationship that I mentioned prior where I like I went into a relationship already having pretty low self-esteem. So when I was in it, um, certain things that I was like met with, Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily know how to respond to them in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so we we grew out of that for sure. (laughs) But in college, I would say... I mean, I don't know if anyone gets bullied in college, but I didn't. Yeah. So I didn't get bullied in college either. So what, what, was, what, did, what did you study in, in college? Biochemistry. Biochemistry. And what, what made you get into biochemistry? Um, the dual. Like, I, I always liked the room to, like, maneuver. So, like, yeah. biology kind of sticks you into, like, one box of just biology and chemistry kind of. And I've always liked science, like I said, in the yeah. school that I went to. Um they actually didn't have neuroscience, which would have probably been my second choice of like a major because mm. I really enjoy the brain. But 
biochemistry kind of was the broad, it, it brought two sciences that I enjoyed together and like showed you how they interacted and mm-hmm. just the, how they played off of each other in the body. Yeah. And so w- w- was there any other like major or field of interests that you would have got other than, you know, biochemistry, if you had to cho- choose another thing, what would be something that you would be into as far as like maybe it relates to more of your habits and you know interests that we'll probably get a little bit more into discussion mm-hmm. about so if was there anything in mind that you could you know you um to i actually initially had um started out with being a minor of music because mm. i was a musician for a majority of my like life okay um but i find that I, when I say I like to compartmentalize, I really do. So for me, music is more therapeutic and a lot of my hobbies are really therapeutic and making it like having to go to a class where you're learning theory and all of that. It just wasn't enjoyable to me at all. Mm. So I, I dropped that minor so fast. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, so if we're getting into music, so what kind of music are you into? Like, you know, what's the therapeutic side of music? Like, you know, okay. just give, like pick out some artists that kind of sticks in mind mm. that kind of helps you get into that space. Okay. So I really love Masego. I love Ari Lennox. Hey, Ari Lennox. Yeah. I love... I really like R&B, Neo Soul. So anyone okay. that kind of falls under that category. I also like a little bit of Electronica. So like FKJ, mm. um, Anomaly, um, Moonchilds is a really nice band okay. group that I enjoy. Yeah. I really like R&B, Soul, Neo Soul, mixed with like jazz, mixed with... I like soulful music. That's... So like... Like so, more like the the music that kind of keeps you relaxed at ease. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. So and and how how did you, how did that kind of interest came about? Like you know, because as far as compartmentalizing mm-hmm. things and like you know getting into that space of like you know just relax, like you know mm-hmm. just chill, mm-hmm. you know just be mm-hmm. me. Like how did that interest came about? Um, just just taking note to how I felt when I listened to certain music. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm a big believer in listening to yourself and like trusting yourself. Yeah. Um. So, like, I definitely like hip-hop, but I don't necessarily... I wouldn't say I love hip-hop anymore, or at least mm-hmm. since 2020, since I've been, like, at home a lot. Um, for me, hip-hop is more of, like, an outdoor type of music. I don't need it at home. I, one, I'm already a high-energy person. So, for me, okay. I need to be calmed down, like, in general. Yeah. So, mm. um, so that's what R&B and Neo Soul does. And also just the musicality behind R&B and you so it more aligns with what I kind of grew up doing yeah so like I was a pianist and a flute player um so I yeah okay okay so where did that like because you said you're high energy so where did the high energy come from where does it like it stem from and then you're saying like you're using the music and kind of other things therapeutic aspects mm-hmm. to kind of calm you down so, yeah, what, so what, what, what would describe you as high energy you know um I think that People that are morning people, I, I just assume that you're oh, high energy. Person. Yeah. Oh, so like at 3, 3.30, 4 a.m., oh, I'm up and I have, <laughs> I have the same amount of energy that I, I probably have more energy than I have right now. Like this damn. is like my winding down time. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, so like um, from morning high energy and then it cools down mm-hmm, more later to the for night. For sure. Okay. Okay. And um, 
how would you say that more of like the culture religion aspect play a part mm-hmm. of just like impacting your identity because mm-hmm. like you know from christian you know mm-hmm. having that belief and then kind of being instilled with that mm-hmm. and then going to more of the scientology kind of like biochemist kind of uh, field you know mm-hmm. that's kind of you know sometimes those uh, opposing forces can kind of challenge each other as far as like mm-hmm. beliefs and how they go because it's more like you know science theory based like you know proofs and evidence and more like just believe because you know there's things outside of our power and realm that kind of just exist and it just it hasn't normally explanation like you know mm-hmm. um like you know because i'm a christian so mm-hmm. like you know how everything is more aligned has sort of like a perfection like the way it is like if things are just a little bit out of place you know we, you You'd know be we'd dead, be fucked up. Yeah. yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying so how do those kind of polar polarities as far as like or even if it's a polarity or how they mm-hmm. kind of maybe can join together kind of played a part in like your identity or just being around certain people um so because of my upbringing i think i have a big sense for community. So I've noticed that also with talking to people that maybe didn't grow up in a Christian household or Mm -hmm. that didn't grow up in that type of environment. Um, I, I don't know. I think that it plays a role in like how I help others and like how I communicate with the world outside of me. Um, because I think Christianity teaches you or like good Christianity teaches you to care for others as much as you care for yourself mm-hmm. and to kind of put out there what you want to get back as opposed yeah. to the, the good side of Christianity. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Cause there's bad sides and everything, but that's yeah. the other thing. Like the, you said that there are polarities, but I think that, um, the science side and like the analytical side that I'm kind of into now yeah. versus, um, religion and faith and all of that, I think, they go hand in hand. I think yeah. for a healthy human being on this planet, I think they go have they go hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they cool, go cool. hand in hand. Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. Uh, so um, what would you say that like? Okay, just to get a little bit more. Uh, I'm just gonna put it out for there. Like, what would be mm-hmm. your your sign? So what would you know? Do you know about your signs and like the sun sign and things like that? Like the, your birth chart and you know. Um, what? I know that I'm an Aries, but outside of that, I yeah. I don't really so know much you, what, about what it. Was your, uh, what was your what was you born? When? Well, not where, but when? April seventeenth. Yeah, so you're Aries. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I know that I'm Aries. Yeah. I just can't tell you what that means. I can't tell you. Okay, any uh, well, of that, from, from, at least from my knowledge, you know, Aries has like a very like fiery passion. You know, very mm-hmm. passionate people because like I'm on the cusp of Aries and Taurus, mm-hmm. so I have that kind of like I guess you would say like balance of like you know passion and like you know like when I really get into conversations, like mm-hmm. you will see it in like the way mm-hmm. my tone, my speech, my body language, things like that, and I have really like a more earthly tone mm-hmm. of just balancing out. Just I'm like I'm cool, calm. Like right now I'm just calm. I'm just cool, collected things like that. So um, I kind of played a part with that. But um, what uh, got you into looking into your sign? Um, in general? You know, I'm just a curious person. So I just mm-hmm. like, you know, when it comes to astrology, people like look at the toes. Like, oh, no, you mm-hmm. astrology? <laughs> no, like I just like looking at, you know, moon and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So mm-hmm. like uh, people go, also astronomy and astrology are different. So yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. So but like, you know, but people like, you know, try to like uh, correlate something mm-hmm, as far as like mm-hmm. what they see, like maybe yeah, just things yeah, like yeah. And I'm just like, no, I'm just like, I like seeing the moon, the stars. Whatever. I don't, I don't pick out that my neighbors or anything mm-hmm. like that. But um, I'm just a very curious being, so I just wanted to like you know study more of that into like more of astrology than it is astronomy. I just got into astronomy just a little bit uh, over the past like. Uh, not well, not recently, but like during the time, like mm-hmm. maybe like a, an extended uh, short period of time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because like uh, for me, I was always fascinated by the moon, you know, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. other than the sun. So that's why I'm more of like a nightly creature and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I just like to like, you know, um, you know, that was a time when I was writing poetry, you know, I just like, you know, stay up late, you know, write poems, you know, maybe watch a, a show or something like that. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like 
relax and just be in my own space, you know? So how do you use astronomy? Do you use it to explain how you are or do you... No, like, I think how it's just you... more of like the fascination of it, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Just seeing how the world works, you know what I'm saying? Outside of just, you know, Earth Your and own. things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because like we're, we're just such a small... Like little near dot, like like atom side, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Compared to what what's out there in the world, yeah. so they're kind of fascinating. Just seeing like the different planets, you know gotcha. how they align and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And then you know sometimes people say like, oh, the moon affects our emotions and anything. Like that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know how deep that goes, but like you know, just to learn those things is just curious. You know, mm -hmm. I I don't put it like what I the things that I learn. I don't put it like you know like I'm like bashing somebody to say like you know like this is this and this and this and that mm -hmm. i'm just like no i'm just here to learn i'm just having, having fun with it gotcha. and when it came to the more the astrology aspect of it you know just like just learning more about my because that also plays into more of the identity and your personality as well mm -hmm. as far as like you know your characteristics your personality mm -hmm. things of that nature and like you know just to look into it it's just like you know i obviously i don't always agree to it but i'm just like all right maybe some of them make mm -hmm. sense some of them not i think there's just a lot of just prejudice and just projection and just okay. like more of like just you know just studying you know because some people like from my belief you know when it comes to astrology you know you ask certain questions to kind of like dig in more into the person mm -hmm. and then you know they could be right they could be wrong but i'm just like you know it is what it is I, I don't take it you know seriously and i you know when it came to me coming across certain astrology astrologists you know i just mm -hmm. i never take them seriously in my just my experience because it's like you know just like oh you're a tourist it's like and then they'll, they'll hear some things they about have them, like, and I'm just like already preconceived notion yeah, yeah. i'm just like mm, no, I'm not like that. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. certain things, but not. You That's know. the thing. With everything, I think there's good and bad, and there's a way to use it, per se. But I think a lot of times we, as humans in general, we like to, like, hold on to things and, like, yeah. like make them above our own intuition in the sense. Yeah. So for me, I, I think that astronomy is, like, a really great tool that can be used maybe to learn more about someone that you are meeting or learn more about why you have, not why you have certain characteristics, but like learn more about how you are connected with the stars. Like how yeah. we just said, like yeah. we are just a speck on this big galaxy and yeah. there are things outside of us. And yeah. if you do believe in energy and stuff, that isn't necessarily astronomy. That's also physics. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a tool that can be useful, but I don't necessarily like when people use their Zodiac sign as a way to, um, back up their like nasty behavior like or they're like not gatekeep just to like not take accountability for the action so they'll say mm, i okay, do this I because i'm a taurus yeah. but it's like i mean you can change like we can all change yeah, exactly. like change is possible exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. you know, your negative attributes aren't because you're a taurus yeah, like exactly. they're not because you're a scorpio like exactly. it's because you've accepted that these things are things that you can't change yeah, but like, that's a mental thing yeah because and uh the thing is that like i tell some friends like i'm a multifaceted person you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so one day i could be this mood and this characteristic mm -hmm. and then you you might see you like, might catch another side yeah and then like <laughs> from that moment people gonna judge you and be like oh like you know he's like that but another day mm -hmm. i could be something different and then they may not have the chance to see that you know what i'm saying so like you know that yeah. comes to like having more conversation understanding my vibe and energy and things of that nature so mm -hmm. um did you ever experience like you know people misperceiving you as far as like your characteristics your energy you know the things that you know people kind of sought out you know, you in one aspect of like more, maybe more in the recent years, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think anyone that? that meets me in one aspect of my life, they yeah. just see me in that aspect. So yeah. that's just in general. I think humans do that. Mm -hmm. um, so if you don't have like 
true if you catch me in one setting let's say like i meet you at a research conference and i'm presenting my research you yeah. just know that i study neuroscience you don't yeah. know anything else outside of that exactly so exactly. i don't necessarily take offense to that because that's where they met you like they know you in that one light mm-hmm. so it's not like you necessarily are telling everyone everything that you do every time you meet a person you yeah, know yeah. so and then when you like let's say if you was to get in a conversation did mm-hmm. you like do you, there's a there's a part where like you kind of like there's a there's a time there's a there's a sort of way where you could conversate with somebody to kind of entice them in so they'd be like oh like you're this way but let me know let me know a little bit more you know mm-hmm. like when it comes maybe a friendship vibe or relationship vibe maybe just trying to get to know you you're like have you ever experienced that where it's just like you know you you had like a kind of vibe or essence of like you know pulling people in to kind of like get to know you more I don't necessarily do that intentionally. I think okay. I I like to meet people in certain... Honestly, a lot of my friends, they only know me from like in certain scenarios. Okay. And I like it that way because it's... I like to connect with people and, and I'm, a multifaceted, I'm a multifaceted person just like <laughs> you just said. Yeah. And um, because I'm multifaceted, I like to... I like to hop around to different like mm. boxes of myself. Like, I also think about like you have different friends for different situations. You know I what do. I'm saying? You have sure. like, you know, a very like loud, rocky, mm. like, you know what I'm saying? That you might want to have this fun and just do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you might have just like, a calm, cool person, like, you know, and then you invite them to certain events or mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just have a collection of just a whole mix of, you know, uh, yeah. personalities, things like that. Yeah. And I think like, you know. And I think different personalities, when you meet them, they kind of bring out different sides of you as well so like one friend will know something about me not intentionally like i'm just telling this one person specifically but they'll just bring something out of me that another person may not Mm. so they'll see a side of me that someone else may not that's just based on who i'm interacting with really okay and then so uh, now i'm gonna dive into more like your interests and habits you know what i'm saying like you know habits uh, yeah like or did you mean hobbies interests and hobbies hobbies okay there we go hobbies (laughs) i don't know why i said habits but yeah so hobbies so like for those who may not know like Esther from like more maybe the surface level like what more interest in you know hobbies that you're into like you know you said music you know mm-hmm. um science you know what are things more outside of that um in the gist of I guess all of it is I like to create with my hands for the most and, part and I, I remember you saying you know we do some cooking you yeah know? that's creating with my hands that's a part that's oh, what okay, I mean okay, and the gist okay. of it like the the umbrella, I would say, it would be to create with hands. Oh, okay. Um, and kind of most of the things that I do and like enjoy doing kind of fall under that. Okay. So I'm definitely uh, something like a bartender at home, mm. self-taught bartender. Okay. Um, Claim a it. gourmet plant-based chef. Okay. Um, I definitely do uh, cosmetic chemistry, so I make my own like skincare, body mm. care, or hair care. Um. I make candles as well now, okay. so that's another that's thing I do your, with my that's hands. That's part of your, your brand of you yeah, have that's great a part. Taste. Yeah, that's a part of the okay. you have great taste, obviously brand. Hey. And um, shout that out, you know, follow that. <laughs> and but yeah, most of the things that I enjoy doing have to do with me, like just doing things with my hands. I actually yeah. do my own nails. That's another like hobby. That's not like a, shout that out to the camera, you know. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I always like trying new things. Like learning how to do new things with my hands. I actually got a machine, a cry cut machine. It's like a, a what? cry cut. It's like a crafting machine in a sense. Um, I've never heard of that. Cry cut machine. It does a lot. Like you can make a ton of things. I actually made like a tote bag mm. the other day. I made, I can print out my own stickers and like cut them out myself. I gotta look that um, It's a pretty cool machine. If you yeah. like enjoy crafts and like doing and things with your hands. Or 
Um, it's an inspect like in comparison to like what you're using here, yeah. I would say it's inexpensive. Yeah. <laughs> I would right. say. All right. So and then because like the whole hand thing, like where mm-hmm. did that come to play? Like, you know, um usually like with me when it comes to hands, like, you know, um there's various degrees of that for me mm-hmm. when it comes to maybe typing something mm-hmm. or maybe just creating something on a laptop. I've always been drawn to hands-on things. So like in school when I was younger, I like I said, science was a big thing. But science crafts. was a big thing. Honestly, arts and crafts wasn't necessarily a big thing because my parents didn't see it as a real thing when I was younger. So mm-hmm. in my mind when I was younger, I didn't see it as a real thing either. So mm-hmm. that actually wasn't one of my like, I guess also I didn't take a lot of art classes in when I was younger. So yeah. But yeah, so I like science or I've liked science since I was a young kid. Yeah. And the main reason why I liked science was the lab aspect of it. Like mm. the actual getting I, I to like that. play yeah. and do things and like see reactions. And it's kind of why I'm working in a lab now. That's why mm. everything I do kind of is a lab in a sense. Yeah. You know, not the traditional sense of a lab, but okay. even like my business, you have great taste. Obviously, I literally made my home a lab during quarantine mm. to like create things and okay. send out to people. So what would you say, okay, from like the more creative crafty side of it, of just mm-hmm. like, um, I'm going to say various questions, like multiple questions. So what would um, be like your favorite type of like, you know, cooking in a cooking style? Uh, what would be like your favorite lab kind of creations or just kind of diving into? Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other thing? Like, what would you say as far as like uh, the more, home decor kind of like aspect of it so those three various things what would be like your kind of favorite favorites to do? okay yeah. so for cooking i definitely love plant-based gourmet cooking so okay. i'm not the person that's gonna like just make a grilled cheese or uh some type of regular pasta i like to like spice things up and mm-hmm. like make it kind of like what i see when i go to like different restaurants in the city yeah. but plant-based versions and you know to my own taste buds so that's kind of my style of cooking with plant-based i don't necessarily stick to a specific cuisine cuisine i don't know if that's what you were referring to uh yeah like uh i was just saying like a favorite course or maybe a meal that you like you know will not like like typically make but just like okay like if i was to make it like this is like you know this is my stuff like i mm. like this mm. That's the thing. Like I said, I like to try new things. So oftentimes I don't make the same meal again. Mm. And even if I do make it again, it's a complete, like I'll add something and it's like a completely different, different meal. Okay. Yeah. I don't really like to eat the same thing every okay, day. No, so like meal prepping is not my thing. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And so, uh, so, yeah. uh, so that's more of like, uh, so plant-based kind of thing than mm-hmm. just like, you know, experimenting with just mm-hmm. different things, just adding on variations and things like yeah, that. Yeah, trying different blends of like herbs, different flavor palettes, like yeah. mixing different like savory and how would and you sweets. know like what to mix it? Because like, you know, when it comes to cooking. That's the thing. It's by, it just flows. It's like a... It just like, so there, there wasn't like, I knew it had to be some bad, you know, experiment. I mean, I've had, okay, so I think because I've been maybe doing this for a while and also like I just kind of know the herbs that I'm putting into things. I know what I'm putting into something. So I think you only have bad experiences if you don't know the herb that you're putting in and you Mm. don't know how it'll mesh. The flavor and the texture. Yeah. So let's say I I may make something and it may need more of garlic or need more of a certain herb, but it's not not necessarily that it's bad. It's more so that I just didn't put enough of something something specific. Mm, Okay. Um, okay. So I haven't really like messed up in that sense. (laughs) All right. So that's more of like the handcraft. So what, what, what would be like the more science lab? like ah so i hmm well actually i really enjoy behavioral neuroscience labs so explain that to people ah okay so i basically train mice 
a rodents to do things and okay. then look at their brains. I've seen something like that. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, elaborate, how, how you, you could kind of like train them to do what, like what various things? It depends on the study specifically, but it would be a cognitive, a task that involves their cognitive learning skills. So okay. um, one that we've been, that I'm publishing a paper on and it's been accepted, yay, um, <laughs> um, is we train these mice to, or I train these mice to uh Distinguish between two shapes, concave and convex, which is basically like an arc and then like a flipped mountain. Okay. Um, and Ooh. once they learn that Ooh. task or in order for them to learn it, it's a whole process. And I am not going to break that down right now. Yeah. But um, in that learning process, they learn to either lick right for one shape and then lick left for the other shape. Mm. That's kind of their task as the mice. And because I have a curious question when it comes mm -hmm. to like lab and, you know, it's mice or mouse, right? Mice. Mice. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do you know, like, for that particular, you know, creature or rodent or whatever mm -hmm. we want to call it, like, just the kind of brain, I guess, functionality of just knowing to pick that particular uh, creature or or whatever to, like... Species, do you mean? Yeah, species, I should okay. say, yeah. To do that kind of thing compared to, like, any other, like, you know, species or things like that. So, depending on, let's say... Uh, depending on the type of task that you're doing. So for cognitive learning tasks, mice are very useful in that because one, they can learn it almost in the same speed as humans do. And yeah. rodent and mice brains are very, very similar to human brains. Mm -hmm. Like almost, I wouldn't say identical because it's not identical, but it's like 90, it's very, very similar. Like yeah. the structures and where they are, like your hypothalamus, um, your pineal gland, like literally everything that's inside of your brain yeah. is almost the same location that it is in a because, rodent. Like, uh, so I don't know if you have done this or research like mm -hmm. as far as compared to like you know monkey or you know mm -hmm. primes and apes like that mm -hmm. you know uh if you dived into that and like their brain functionality because mm -hmm. you know they're very smart mm -hmm. you know uh, creatures and things so have you looked into that and you know and have you studied those kind of things um i haven't done primates um but i know that the tasks that normally they want primates to do usually have to do with more like hand-eye coordination and things mm -hmm. that like that are specific to like humans in that sense. Yeah. But for cognitive tasks where you're just using your brain to make a decision, yeah. you can do that with mice at a cheaper cost. So primates, oh, the okay. research for primate research is ridiculously it's expensive. Like, okay. Yeah. Like that building literally right there, they have primates in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm, like, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> they but have yeah. all the animals in there. Okay. They do um, research on dogs, on zebrafish, on Damn. pigs. And, and and how do you feel? Do you, do you feel like, um, you know, maybe I'm just thinking this from more of like a animal, like nature, rights. Mm -hmm. like rights kind of person. Mm -hmm. not saying that I am, you know, because I, no. I still, you know, I eat some of them animals. <laughs> no offense to yeah. anybody watching or, or, you know, listening to this. But, they can be um, offended. It's okay. That's yeah, your choice. Yeah. But um, <laughs> how did you feel like, you know, when you first kind of dive and studying into those things and then how it kept you motivated to kind of stay in that course? Um, well, in general, I think for humans on this, in our society, at least for us, rats and mice aren't really looked at as like domestic creatures. So for mm -hmm. me, I did, I've never had an attachment to a, a mouse. So mm -hmm. there's no like, it's not 
if maybe if I was doing research on dogs or like yeah, you know um, you an animal like, that yeah, like yeah. I would normally play with like a friendly a friendly yeah. domestic animal yeah, yeah. um but because it's mice and because I already initially went into it coming from New York and like taking the subway and all of that you just like I have a disgust for mice naturally yeah, yeah. now honestly it's a little less of a disgust yeah but um coming into it I had more of a disgust for them and mm. outside of that I even with the disgust I don't it's not necessarily okay just kill the animals that you are disgusted with but yeah. um it's more so that it's for the better good that's how I look at it um mm. we're looking the things that we study with mice and rodents we're we're trying to learn more about the human brain yeah and that's that's honestly the only way that we can do it like there's yeah. no other way for us to truly learn more about the human brain without using mice and rats okay okay and uh just to kind of give us some you know closing questions mm -hmm. how would you what would you say for like you know if you had to put out like an like or maybe just more your thoughts process of just how things have been in today's society you know you know from the past covid you know just um the war that's been happening um i'm pretty sure i know the, the war that i'm talking about with you know uh palestine, palestine yeah mm -hmm. and um you know, just a lot of these laws and restrictions and people staying at home or just people trying to branch out and things like that. How would you feel that has that ever impacted or like affected you as far as like maybe from your business or just like, you know, from your job or anything like that as far as your identity and um, or just people around your circle? Have you have your experience uh, just like changed behavior? Yeah, behaviors and things of that um, nature. Honestly, I've been at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a very or I still honestly do have a pretty core group of friends yeah. we kind of all view this in the same way so we kind of have been doing our from March I kind of accepted that we were in a pandemic and that this was something that was going to change last our lives the, the, the one, uh, last March yeah okay yeah I accepted that we were in a pandemic that this was something that was going to change our lives and I just needed to find a new way to enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. um, so all of last year, I mean, I didn't do a lot of the things that I may have done in 2019, but yeah. I did a lot of things. Like I went out a lot, uh, yeah. did a lot more things in nature, honestly. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just found like different ways to like live my life within and, the confines. And uh, have you been in, like, you know, traveling? Have Like if you yeah. want to talk about that, you know, things, places that you've been to that just kind of like just open your eyes to different, you know, viewpoints, perspectives and things of that nature. During COVID or what do you mean? Oh, yeah. No, just from like, yeah, from COVID to now, to like, now. you know, like, mm. places that you've been to. Um, My travels hasn't really changed my view on anything specifically, but I do think that fear is something that I think that's like a really big disease. It may be bigger than COVID, honestly, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm over the past year, I've like watched how fear has changed the behaviors of people and even just like how they logically think of things. Yeah. Um, for example, one thing that I honestly still don't understand, I, I let me not say that I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Is walking into a restaurant, wearing the mask to walk into the restaurant <laughs> and then sitting down and then taking the mask off. And then yeah. that being, you know, an okay thing. Okay thing like yeah. that being like, ooh, that's I, safe. I, I, ooh, <laughs> we're safe now. I think we talked about this before. And I was you just did? Like, yeah. And I was just like, imagine having to go to a restaurant to go outside of the restaurant yeah, to go inside. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of mania that has been going on since the past year that yeah, I've yeah. kind of just been watching. Watching and it's just like mm. I don't know if anyone else sees the mania, but yeah. it's, I think people see it. And like uh, people just like 
We're just mind. going along with it. I yeah, feel. just either comply with it or they just see it like, damn, I'm just, yeah. I'm just not dealing with this. You know what I'm saying? But for sure, last year, I know, like, I'm interacting with a lot of people that during the pandemic, let's say, uh, I'd ask, like, what are you doing? They'd be like, oh, I'm not doing anything because mm-hmm. I can't do anything. But I'm not the type of person that, like, if my, if, okay, I, c- I couldn't necessarily go to specific places that I may have gone to prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But during the pandemic, I wasn't sitting in the house just, like, sulking or, like, yeah. Oh, I can't go outside. Like, no, I just found other things. I found ways to Some do about, other things. Yeah. I found other interests. I found ways yeah. to enjoy my life. Hmm, that's that's good because, like, for me, like, independent, like, people either say that it's like either their break or make year. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, they they go through the worst of the worst, or they go through the better of the better, or they're just kind of just navigating and mm-hmm. just trying to find their way. I think for me, last year it was like one of the best years for me mm-hmm. because, as far as growth and just kind of like navigating, like my traumas and everything like that you know being mm-hmm. from a toxic household mm-hmm. and kind of like having my own place having now. the space yeah and i'm just like now i have more peace of mind yeah. i could like do a lot of things move differently and things like that and i think um you know some people experience it some people are not because mm-hmm. i've seen some other people you know my group of circle of friends that just moved down I'm like oh like you know do your thing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it makes me happy to hear that yeah you know when it comes to like you know either the moving out or the business aspect or you or know, just mentally like if you are on another you know, yeah. you're thinking about things yeah, differently like your now. mindset has shifted yeah. and stuff in your perspective. And now you just kind of like have more of a, uh, I, don't, I would say better because that kind of weighs different about well, what you're experiencing in life. Mm-hmm. But just having just a, just a different experience prior to anything you experience, like just the, the I, I guess you could say the norms yeah. of things, or just being too comfortable, maybe being yeah. too complacent. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I never sat it well with just being too complacent. I, yeah. I never like to be too comfortable man. or too stagnant. I'm just like, nah, I gotta do something. And I think like you know everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. It's just mm-hmm. like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. No. Last definitely last year was really transformative in that sense of you mentioned growth um one I this was last year was the first year that I necessarily specifically like honed in on like my own creativity and like I even just realized it last year honestly Mm. like prior to that I was always like very analytical and like sticking with things that like I knew and like kind of like a routine that I was on Mm -hmm. for saying that COVID kind of switched that up and then I got the time and I was like, ooh, okay, let me try this out. <laughs> yeah. And I learned a lot more about myself and like I learned one that I'm creative. I learned that I can do something from thought to like product or thought to tangible thing. Yeah. Um, that was like really big for me because I, I don't think I've ever done that prior to it. I guess mm. being in school and like the workforce, you don't really necessarily get to do that on your own. Yeah. Unless you're maybe working for like a company that makes things or, you know, yeah. where you're on that level. But um, yeah, I definitely learned more than I have learned in the past 10 years of like education last mm. year alone. And so, so as far <laughs> as like your, your personality, would you say you're more analytically driven than emotional or are you just still trying to balance those two? I'm. Hmm. I would definitely say I'm more analytically German. I don't necessarily see myself as an emotional person or like in the sense of like how I operate or like the decisions that I make. Mm-hmm. I have emotions, but they are, they're controlled. Like I, I'm in so control you, of them. You, you would phrase it as more like emotional intelligence? Emotional what? Intelligence. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would just say that I control my emotions. Like, they don't run me. Like, I don't make decisions off of, ooh, I'm sad, so mm-hmm. this. Like, I don't... So, there, there wasn't... It's not me. There, 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 was, there was a moment, like, you had, like, an outbreak or, like, you broke down or anything like that? I mean, I I cry. Is that what you mean? 
<laughs> no, not, not like, well, I don't know if you're crying in a sense, because that could, that, that factors into anything. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you could cry over a movie, you could cry yeah, over a scene or yeah. moments. I'm talking about like a breakdown, like, you know, you something like triggered you, maybe mm. it was something that you saw, then it's like, you know, it hit you differently or something like that. So it's more of like, maybe your emotions is more like drawn to a specific thing specific or things yeah. yeah okay okay yeah and um, definitely specific so all right so just to cl- I close off you know I, I like to call this like um what is it the um kind of like the reality like the a dose of reality uh, I like okay to call it. Yeah. a dose so of I, reality I'll, I'll, I'll play it. this is a, a theme song that I like mm, to let's hear it you know what I'm saying like Sounds like I'm about to rap on the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, as the closeout part, um, it's, it's called the dose of reality. So it's just more of like giving people the reality of like you know not just staying in their, their illusions or delusional mm-hmm. state of mind of just like you know there's things that's happening and you know life isn't fair, but you have to navigate. And especially when we're talking about identity. So what would you say? Like it's more like an advice. So what would you mm-hmm. say or just a wake up call mm-hmm. of like you know especially you know having to navigate in like this like you know modern society uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to identity what would be an advice to like you know uh especially millennials you know things of the growing next generation of of how to be confident in themselves and their identity and um you know uh just embracing more of themselves and loving themselves for who they are you know mm. well i think Hmm. How do you teach someone how to be confident? I'm not sure that that is something that can be taught, but I know that my confidence gets built mm-hmm. or built when I um, put an idea into action. So like doing things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. So like if you get into the habit of trying different things, I think yeah. one, you'll learn more about yourself because you're putting yourself in like an uncomfortable position. Maybe you've never put your ideas into action before so that's maybe uncomfortable but um one you'll learn more about yourself but you'll also kind of know okay do I like this like you'll just learn a lot more about yourself and I think that kind of builds your confidence when you can when you know yourself better you are more confident just naturally yeah so I would say to maybe start with action if you are not confident or mm-hmm. not as confident as you may want to be start with action as in just practice things don't necessarily think of it like you're making a masterpiece or whatever you're doing yeah, but yeah. like just in the sense of practicing like putting in like yeah experiment yeah. that's yeah. literally you got to experiment to yeah. see if you're good at something you gotta you just gotta try it you have yeah. to physically try to do it okay okay you know so just to close out you know i appreciate you know your time being here you know what i'm saying um you know just to give a, a shout out just uh where they could follow you you know your business things your brand things of that nature um well my e-commerce self-care brand is you have great taste on instagram Mm -hmm. and if you want like lifestyle tips or wellness holistic wellness tips i would say to head over to my blog food blog um exemplary lifestyle on instagram as well great tasting food i always want to like grab it off the screen or something (laughs) like that but um yeah no no, i appreciate you being here you know of course thanks for inviting uh, me this was awesome of course and uh yeah for the viewers out here you know uh uh, you know, you can follow us on Instagram. We're the Black Pill Society on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Twitter. We're on YouTube as well. Um, we have a Patreon as well. So, 
you know, for exclusive members, Black Pill members, you know what I'm saying? You know, we want to become a Black Pill member, get more content, you know, mm-hmm. more things that we're doing behind the scenes. You know, make sure you sign up to our Patreon. It's linked to our Instagrams and things of that nature. Um, and then you'll see this episode drop next Friday. So, you know, stay tuned. We're available on all platforms now. I had a little trouble, you know, trying to get the approval of Apple, but, you know, we're finally on all platforms, you know what I'm saying? So, big you know, up, big up, big up, big yeah, up. You know what I'm saying? Big up, big up, big up. No, 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 that was the wrong thing. Um, Okay, okay. Air horn, air horn in here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and if you want to follow me, I am D O B J S T H E O B I J A Y. You know what I'm saying? That's three and three and three. T H E O B I J A Y. You know what I'm saying? We like the rhythm. We like the rhythm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's all about rhythm. You know what I'm saying? And then also to, like, you know, having these conversations, like, you know, the point of it is just to, like, you know, we can have healthy conversations. You know, we can learn something. And I hope that, you know, people who view this and learned it or have listened, you know, could have some form of identity you know just always be confident love yourself first you know what i'm saying experiment like you said mm-hmm. you know try out different things try and see out things what, what works for you and your habit or your hobbies interests and things of that nature so yeah that's the black pill podcast this is your host obj signing out peace, peace. <laughs>